from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine, and everything in between, this is Legends Look Back. Hello everyone. As you know, our buddy Jared got to go to a wonderful land called Legends Con uh, to meet some of the uh, finest folks in Legends in uh, Legends history, I would say. And Jared, you, you managed to get a few solid interviews. Uh, how about you talk about some of the interviews that you took and who you saw and what was it you did there? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. We're going to have a whole highlight reel about it on the YouTube channel. But in particular, I got one-on-one time with, you know, some some Legends greats. Uh, Michael Stackpole wrote the X-Wing books, and, mm. and I got time with Matthew Stover, who wrote uh, arguably the greatest Star Wars book ever written in Revenge of the Sith, and as well as, you know, Traitor, and uh, among a handful of others. But in this particular episode, you're all going to get to hear a very special interview with none other than Randy Stradley, who was one of the primary architects of the expanded universe. Rick, who is Randy Stradley? He's known for, for working with comics throughout his Star Wars tenure. Originally, he, he worked on some of the original Marvel comics, and he became a pretty prominent figure in the Dark Horse line. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Hey, Freddie, were you saying that he, he co-founded Dark Horse? Stradley is a big <laughs> deal. So Stradley... I want to say, so he started working with comics. I'm, I'm looking at, at, at Wikipedia here and a couple other sources, just trying to get a, a good idea of who he is in his background. And it seems like he started working with Marvel around 1984. Uh, and at that time, it was uh, issue, <clears throat> issue 86 of Marvel Star Wars. And then he went off, I think, a couple years later and co-founded Dark Horse and was uh, really critical in in helping acquire that license in the 90s for Dark Horse. And uh, Stradley really took it from there. And yeah, Jared, I, I think this, this interview, I hope, answers a lot of our questions. But, you know, Crimson Empire miniseries. It, yeah, has... Crimson Empire is one of my very favorite Star Wars stories of all time. It's so good. Yeah. <gasps> and then, yeah, we talk uh... about that. He talks about uh, how he loved writing Dark Times. And so he, he's proud of that work, and he talks about that a little bit in this interview. Um, he also drops a huge bomb about, uh, you know, spoilers for the New Jedi Order here. All right, five seconds here, you've been warned. He he drops a huge bomb about how basically he's the one who killed Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's, you know, he, he talks about how uh, he's the one who, who should get probably some more of the blame on that. But wow. he talks about kind of some juicy behind-the-scenes deets on, on the formation of the new Jedi Order. He was one of the architects in designing that series in the first place. Hmm. So uh, that's fun. That's fun. Trevor, our, our buddy from Across the Pond, gave me some tips on some questions I could ask. And so uh, we got into some, some fun stuff there. And so he was absolutely wonderful to, to interview. And, and um, if you want to hear about what it was like in making some of the greatest Star Wars comics of all time, uh, then I hope you enjoy this interview with Randy Stradley. Thank you to the great folks at LegendsCon for giving us this amazing opportunity to conduct this interview. All right, let's get into it. I'm joined here by Randy Stradley, who was a longtime editor at Dark Horse Comics and writer of Crimson Empire and so many other things I, I could begin to wax poetic about, but we're, we're short on time. we got to get right into it. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. 
Thank you. Um, so out of your long tenure at the helm of Star Wars comics at Dark Horse, what projects are you the proudest of in hindsight? Um, oh, boy. Um, I think, you know, personally, I'm proudest of the Dark Time series because pretty much it was all new characters, you know, with, with the exception of Vader who kind of came in and out of the stories. Yeah, wreaked some havoc and yeah. <laughs> walked out. But, um, you know, it was it was all new characters, so we weren't constrained by previous continuity and stuff like that. And, sure. Um, what were some of the highlights behind the scenes? Maybe series that you pitched or, or creators that you saw blossom or, or perhaps projects that you saw the fan base fall in love with, perhaps? Well... Crimson Empire I, was a story, I mean, the basic story was something I had pitched to Marvel right, when, right. I, when I was working there briefly. And Lucasfilm said, no, you know, not interested in that. Or at least that's what I was told. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, oh, these Crimson Guards, they're the coolest looking characters in the and they don't do anything. They just stand there. Right. So then later at Dark Horse, I resurrected that, and Lucasfilm said, yeah, but sure, let's do it. Right. So I was like, oh, great. Yeah, if you have a good idea, never let it die. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, so my... But it was the same people at Lucasfilm then that had supposedly said no years before. Sure. So I always wondered... Did, did Marvel actually pitch this to Lucasfilm, or did they just decide they didn't want to do it and told me Lucasfilm right, you never said know. no? <laughs> sure. So. Well, uh, can I ask a little bit more about the behind the scenes on how that series came to be? Um, and how did you approach writing a character who, who didn't cleanly fit into the good guys and bad guys categories of Star Wars? Well, that was part of the fun of the characters. I mean, you know, and there's... there's other anti-heroes in Star Wars, so this guy was just sort of an anti-anti-hero. Sure. <laughs> you know, a little more on the bad side than Han Solo, but, um, but you know, characters like that are always more interesting than the ones who are all good or all bad. And uh, I, so, you know, and a lot of what we did was colored by you know, because George Lucas's inspiration for Star Wars, or one of the movies he used as a pattern, was the Hidden Fortress, Kurosawa's film. And so I thought, well, work some samurai mystique into this too. You know, so these these guys are are you know Star Wars versions of samurai oh, or sure. ninja. Yeah, I can see that in hindsight now. Yeah. Certainly. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, some of the behind the scenes that we as fans know is just legends. You know, we don't know. We're talking about legends here, but I'm talking about real life legends, things you've heard and things other people have said, how much of it is true, how much is not. So let me ask you this. Now, how did the plan for the new Jedi Order change, considering the rumor has it that you, you had some original involvement in developing the series? Um, yeah, and a lot of it, you know, it's lost in the fog of, of war, so to speak. But sure. um, 
you know, we went into the, it was a big joint meeting between Lucasfilm and uh, Del, or, yeah, Del Rey right. and Dark Horse. And it was pretty clear that the a couple of the editors at Del Rey did not want Dark Horse involved at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and But the, the thing that really surprised me about the whole meeting was they, the Del Rey people came in and they said, well, you know, we're, get, we're getting this license, but we don't think there's enough interest in Star Wars, you know, so we need to kill off one of the characters to create interest to show them that right this is this is something new and they wanted to kill Luke ah. and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> and so that was discussed for a while and then we we broke for lunch and when we came back Lucy Wilson who is head of Lucasfilm Publishing yeah had, had talked to George and she said no you absolutely can't kill Luke <laughs> and you know, I remember the conversation at Del Rey was like, well, you know, if you kill off Leia or you kill off Han, nobody's going to care. You know, it won't be enough. Mm. And I said, well, there's a character you could kill off who's it was de- death who would, whose importance would outweigh his importance to the saga. Sure, right. And I said, everybody cries when old Yeller dies. I right. said, kill the family dog. Ah. Kill Chewbacca. And they're like, oh, yeah. And so they discussed that. And then it became clear that even though I was the one that came up with the idea, that Dark Horse originated that idea, yeah. Dark Horse didn't get to do anything with the storyline. <laughs> so much like Vader in Dark Times, you, you came in, wrecked some havoc, and then left. <laughs> yeah. And, and so at that point I thought, all right, well, if this is the way it's going to be, I'm going to stop. Yeah, offering ideas because you know, like one of the other ideas, you know, in comics it always helps to have characters and come down to like physical combat between two characters. Sure. And you know, I don't think the Yuzhan Vong had even been named yet, but these invaders from this other galaxy, I I suggested that we give them weapons that were fire-based. So instead of lightsabers, they had fire sabers. Oh. And that would allow the Jedi to actually go toe-to-toe with them. Sure. And I don't don't remember why that was shot down. I got the impression that Del Rey didn't like it. Yeah. It would look better in comics. It would look better in comics. But so so what are the Yuzhan Vong going to do? Against Jedi. Snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just thought, all right, I'm I'm done yeah. giving ideas that are not gonna be either either they're not gonna be accepted or they're not gonna allow us to use them. Right. And so we didn't do anything with New Jedi Order for years. Right, right. Yeah, and Invasion is actually a, a series that's on my my uh, TBR, my, my to be read soon yeah. list, uh, I've wanted to get to. Uh, haven't had the chance quite yet. No, that that we did. You know, it was after Del Rey's New Jedi Order was already done, so we we weren't having to 
be told, oh, no, you can't do yeah. that. Jumping that's... through hoops with other people's stories. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let me ask you this. One last question. Um, after all the tremendous work that you've put in uh, on so many of our beloved series over the years, what would you say is your legacy that you've left on the galaxy far, far away? If, if I... If I have left a legacy, I, I would hope it's that don't be afraid to try something new. I mean, it's a huge galaxy. Not You don't always have to go back to Tatooine. You don't always have <laughs> sure. to have all the characters run into all the other characters. You right. can do you know new characters, have them go on new adventures, new places, and I uh, you know I just. You know, I hope that's what we left with. I now I haven't paid much attention to what Marvel has done. There's been a lot. It's <laughs> a lot to keep up with. Yeah, and you know, I, I, you know, I don't know if they're following that or if, or if all the the device diverse characters are all running into each other. There's quite a bit of running into yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I just <laughs> Those like, crossover events. You pioneered yeah. the way with Invasion or with uh, with uh, oh, Vector. Uh, those crossover events in Star Wars. Oh yeah, well that was, but that was era crossovers. Right. That was, you know, and and without actually having the characters meet each other. Sure. So. Right. You know, I just, I don't know. I I hope we've done some good stuff. I don't know. Definitely, definitely. We've really enjoyed your work. Thank you for the time you've taken to to sit down with us today. Much appreciated. Huh? No problem. This is a Utini Broadcast.